This is a podcast from Rover. All right, welcome back into the show. Well, Reefton Distilling Co., of course, as we heard from Patsy Bass a couple of weeks ago, they've moved to the larger distillery. It was completed last month, and they've now turned their attention to creating their first Moonlight Creek single malt whiskey, using, of course, only the finest New Zealand grown and malted grain and pristine West Coast spring water. Well, Patsy joins us now on the line once again. Patsy, how are you? G'day, Don. Really well, thanks. And you? I'm really good. And uh, also, you've got uh, someone else in the office today for a chat with us. Uh, that, of course, is Angus Hay, who is uh, the the head distiller and uh, chief whiskey maker, among other titles, I'm sure, that he's got there at Reefton Distilling Co. Angus, how are you? I'm grand, Don. It's really nice to meet you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, no worries. Let's have a look at this uh, Moonlight Creek single malt whiskey then. So, obviously, Pat, you guys started, uh, gin was your, your, the first thing, right? That that was what you sort of, you, you built your reputation on initially? That's right. It was originally going to be whiskey, Don, but then uh, the premises that we got, we simply couldn't get our still in the boiler and everything set up there. So it, it had taken us a number of years to secure the right site. And just as we did, we went into our first lockdown. So mm. um, yeah, it's been a bit longer than anticipated, but we're there now. And it's great having Gus on board with you know all of his experience creating it, what we believe will be a world-class um, single malt in the future. Now, Gus, your uh, background in terms of whiskey making is quite storied in itself. Uh, just run us through exactly how you got into the, the whiskey business in the first place and then how you found yourself on the west coast of New Zealand. Well, yeah, as you said, Dom, is uh, quite storied. I'll try and keep it brief. I was originally uh, an aircraft engineer in the Royal Navy. Uh, after spending a few years working on helicopters, uh, I left the Royal Navy and joined Glenlivet Distillery, or the Glenlivet Distillery in Scotland, as a distillery technician, or stillman. Uh, I worked there and helped run that for about nine years. Uh, I then moved to China. I was in China for a few years, not distilling. Uh, Before leaving China, I moved, uh, organised and moved to Canada, where I was running a craft distillery in uh, Calgary in Canada. That was laying down some whiskey, but mainly uh, gins, liqueurs, and vodkas. Uh, and I was still in Canada uh, when I got in touch with Patsy here. I'd read the, the story online uh, and seen a lot of their videos, uh, and we got to chatting quite a bit about uh, the future prospects of it and developing the Moonlight Creek whiskey and developing our new site here. Uh, and I, I, as I said earlier, it took a fair while because that was mid-pandemic. Uh, for me to then uh, get all the extra visa approvals and uh, come through MIQ into the country. Well, you're here now, which is uh, great news for everybody involved, I'm sure. Patsy, the um, Moonlight Creek single malt whiskey, Moonlight Creek itself, that's an interesting story uh, on the coast, isn't it? It is. So um, Moonlight Creek was named after George Fairweather Moonlight, who was a Scotsman who came out to New Zealand um, in search of riches. And he has quite a reputation. He loved the thrill of the chase and finding the gold. And then when everybody sort of moved into to the area where he'd succeeded, he would just head off and look for the next new thing. So, um, yeah, Moonlight Creek was named after him. We It was the inspiration behind the branding for our 
our whiskey, of course. Yeah, the um, largest, some of the largest gold nuggets ever found in New Zealand came from that particular creek. And of course, it's not too far away. I mean, it's obviously very, very close to the distillery as well, about 40 minutes away, right? That's right. And it's an exquisite drive down this long, winding, remote road to this picturesque river. It's, it's you know, it's sensational. So, Angus, a uh, pretty good setup there for, uh, for for making whiskey. Well, yeah, that one of the 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 great things but also the trouble with making single malt whiskey is there are only three ingredients Dom uh, uh, four if you include our casks but uh, you make single malt whiskey with water malted barley and yeast so you have to be very selective with those ingredients uh, and how you treat them and how you source them we are very beneficial here uh, and obviously uh, being in Reefton uh, we have access to uh, Canterbury uh, where we source our barley from. It's some of the best barley in the world. It's uh, exported uh, especially to Asia now uh, and used for making spirits elsewhere. Uh, Much higher yield than you get elsewhere, mainly down to the uh, permanent irrigation that they have there. Uh, We get a much plumper grain coming out with a much uh, higher sugar content coming from the malting process through the, the master maltsters that we we collaborate with. Uh, and that combined with uh, the fresh rainwater that we obviously get in Reefton uh, and the rainforest of the West Coast uh, really comes together to make a unique uh, and very pleasurable spirit. How much of a difference is involved there when you're working with three ingredients and then you uh, you put it all together and there's such variations? Yeah, the the environmental variations uh, geographically and across the world uh, is one major factor and that's obviously coming from the raw ingredients we touched on earlier. Uh, and obviously, like you touched on there, there's many arguments as to the, the difference between the scientific method and the artistic input of uh, the craft that goes in. Mm. But nowadays, really, it's uh, very scientific uh, because we are also looking for uh, conversions of enzymes and conversions of sugars going on. People have spent a lot of time, effort, uh, and we've made a lot of doctors in the world through studies of of these aspects. Uh, But there is the manual aspect especially uh, in Reefton, and this is what we're trying to instill with Moonlight Creek, where we're still doing uh, uh, organoleptic tests and the the selection of the spirit is still done through uh, the aroma of the spirit, the taste of the spirit, and the comparison of the spirit. So there's still the personal touch. It's not fully automated and fully scientific. Yes, the touch of the artistry in there as well, which is nice, and that's, I think, what people are looking for as well. Patsy, uh, as you mentioned, the first casks uh, filled and laid down, but of course this is a, it's all a waiting game with whiskey, isn't it? It's right. It's a wee bit different to gin, which we can have out within the week, Dom. So, you know, we, we select the casks carefully, the, you know, single fill ex-bourbon casks, um, and it sits there and we look at it and we take photos of those casts and I'm not a particularly patient person. <laughs> so the next few years are going to just about kill me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as the whiskey ages, uh, can people sort of buy, get in now on the ground floor? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a very, very uh, limited edition though mm, uh, because, because we do uh, want to weigh down as much whiskey as we can. And yeah. It's a great opportunity to get involved in the, the legacy of whiskey. It's something uh, that 
uh, is quite lacking nowadays uh, in the fact that people want things immediately like we were talking <laughs> about with, with, with the gin and when we turn around and say if you want to lay down a cask it's definitely not going to be available for 12 years uh, you have to years, yeah, eight, yeah. Our, our minimum on the larger casks has been 8 years uh, then you have to be forward looking and that's why people are coming to us with uh, plans like you say with children and weddings mm-hmm. and things it's definitely a legacy thing Dom uh, when you can think that uh, uh, families can share a cask uh, and can hand down a cask or even after it's bottled depending on your share of the cask how many bottles you have you're going to have cases of whiskey with your family name or your your uh, syndicate of friends name that you're then going to use for the next 10 years as gifts for anniversaries, birthdays or even mm-hmm. corporate gifts some people have actually bought casks as a company that they they will then uh, in the future put out as corporate gifts for exclusive clients. Mm. Yeah. And of course we can't give financial advice but there are people that have purchased casks going we know that you know there's a worldwide shortage of whiskey so we suspect you might be keen to buy this cask back off us in the future for a premium. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, but yeah. Why is there a worldwide shortage? Just, so, well, a number of reasons. It's just like growing population. Women are moving to whiskey in record numbers. So that's half the, the world's population that there's a potential yeah. market for. There's, uh, there's one rule in the world of single malt whiskey, uh, and it's very well known in Scotland and the rest of the world, that is... You should have made more, and you should have made it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, beautifully said. And uh, I think with that, uh, Patsy and Angus, uh, we'll leave it there. But it's really good to catch up with both of you and uh, telling us the story of uh, Moonlight Creek Whiskey from Reefton Distilling Co. Patsy and Angus, great to chat. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, Dom. Bye-bye. Well, this just out today, new research has confirmed the carbon footprint of New Zealand beef and lamb is amongst the lowest in the world. The comprehensive study by Ag Research has found a kilo of New Zealand sheep meat has a carbon footprint of just under 15 kgs of CO2 equivalent emissions per kilo. And the carbon footprint of New Zealand beef is just under 22 kilograms, making the country's red meat among the most efficient in the world. That is our show for today. As always, thanks for your company. Check out NetSpeed, netspeed.net.nz. Mark and Leah up next.